JMO and Scott do something and I can't compute, which is <laughs> they listen to more soundtracks and movie mm. soundtracks, game soundtracks. If you turn on the social network Ooh, in the zone, I'm going to get to work. I'm going <laughs> to go hurt some folks. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the We Used to Work Together podcast, a show celebrating the casual conversations we used to have when we worked together. I'm Scott Lesser, and joining me today are a few of my former co-workers. How are you doing today, John Moseman? What's up? Pretty good. Pretty good. Can't complain. What's uh, dude? And our other co-host, a fellow whose body is currently in ketosis, Brian Ooh. Ketron. Hey, why do you always have me go second? Says uh, Scott. You're the se- you're the second co-host. That's on your business card. Yeah, but you said the Wait, other just now. You said the other guy. <laughs> I'm just I'm just I'm just reading between the lines. Yeah, well, can you update us on your your keto life? <laughs> oh, he's Don't trying nod. to transition out. Oh, I'm out of it. I am curious. You guys can't see the uncomfort, but I can <laughs> I can see it. Huh. Uh, yeah, I actually with the the best part is number one. I didn't know Scott was gonna 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 bring it up just jump right into Natural. it um but i am i am just now entering back into the ketosis so my wife's birthday was last week and uh mm-hmm. you think i'm not an insane man i uh-huh. mean i'm gonna i'm gonna live life so anyway it's going good i'm actually yeah humble brag or just brag brag down 20 pounds <laughs> regular Ooh. Not bad. Yeah, I didn't know if it was Skype was taken off the twenty pounds or if that's all keto. But no, that's 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 all keto. One of those, those Skype filters that everyone's always talking about the kids. Yeah, you talking about that blur of the background one, Scott? Yeah, that's me. Uh, hey, somebody that'll peek behind the the pre show. Uh, somebody tell the folks at home what they're doing, what they're listening to. So if this is your first time to ever listen to this podcast, you are listening to the Keto Podcast. <laughs> and hopefully the laughter has told you that that I completely made up. Uh, no, you are listening to the We Used to Work Together podcast. So John, Scott, and myself, we used to work together and we would talk about just the most random things in the office. And so Scott one time got the br- – I say one time – like six months ago, got the idea. A year ago. <laughs> okay, maybe a year ago. Yeah, but we recorded like 12 episodes. Uh, <laughs> but Scott got the idea that, hey, we should we should take what we're talking about, uh, these random conversations, and put microphones in front of our face and see if other people want to listen. So that's what you're doing. We, we've talked about in episode one, we talked about some Pokemon. In episode mm-hmm. two, we talked about Brink. And so if you want to check those out, be sure to go. We're pretty much everywhere. I'm going to forget something, but we're on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify. Where where else is, are the in, important places they need to know, guys? Google Podcasts, Overcast. There you go. Anchor. 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 So anywhere, anywhere fine podcasts are sold. Yes, anywhere your fine podcasts are sold, you can, you can listen to us. And also be sure... Uh, to follow us along on Twitter at We Used to Pod. Um, you can also, if you want to email us and write in some questions or make fun of us, be sure to email fans at we used to work together.com. And uh, while you're there on those various places, drop a five star review. It really helps. Yeah, if you got the time. So, speaking of 
Twitters and the such, we have our first uh, podcast grab bag, mailbag, right in. Shout out to Caleb Everett, talking about last week's episode with Brink. He says, let me tell you something. If even one of you tries to defend soul skating, I will be upset. (laughs) I mean, I get it. We skate for fun. You know who else skates for fun? Tony Hawk and dude gets paid. <laughs> the problem with Team X-Blades was never the money. It was Val. <laughs> you know what? I agree with him. He's, he has changed my mind on you that movie. So? Everyone else is just trying to skate, make an honest living. Like imagine Brink on that team without Val. Calling the shots, training mm-hmm. the team, mm-hmm. same thing. I can see it. I can see it. Yeah, I think so. My take on that that exact that exact stance would be you remember the kind of the creepy guy with the the you know tinted glasses that was running X Blades. Mm-hmm. He really mm-hmm. was going to be cutting into a lot of Brink's time. He was like, "I need you at photo shoots. I need you at product launches. I need you the whole thing. How in are you? How big are you going to go? Whatever it was, uh, that's a big commitment. You know, like he's got no time to be working on his craft if he's doing all that stuff." I'll just skating for the soul. BK, you got any thoughts on soul skating versus going ahead and getting paid? Oh, I'm going to get paid, baby. I'm going to get paid. <laughs> just like this podcast. We ain't doing it for free. Nah. I mean, we are very much doing it for free. Yeah, but definitely classified as a passion project still. Did you not get all that ad money? Did that come straight to me? I think so. Oh, yeah. You, it was your yeah. PayPal. I thought for sure you'd let us know when it came in. Right now, I'm making negative dollars, so things are going well with the pod. I have I have two thoughts on last week. The first one, BCAT, mm-hmm. we never got the 4D logo. Did I not send it? I mean, we still have time got- before people will actually hear this. So it's it's going on the Twitterverse. Hey, you get that to us. We're going to get it out to the fans. We're going to get that e-zine, <laughs> skater zine to pick it up, put on some merch. Maybe our first dollars coming in from a couple 4D hats and mm-hmm. t-shirts. Ooh, mm-hmm. that's, Is that going to be our first that's merch? That's a pretty good idea. I like that. I like that. So uh, go ahead. So you guys haven't seen it, but because of how we record our pods, we'll make sure that the the universe sees it. Yeah, for sure. The uh, next thing I'm going to talk about is Brink actually came pretty in handy for me because uh, today at work, you know, have you seen, are you familiar with when um, someone is like, or you're in maybe an urban environment and you see the shoes that have been like thrown up on the power line? But I don't know what that means. Do you know this? Okay, so somebody was, they were talking about that at work today about how, oh, hey, you know, actually that means that can like signify some different things. Apparently it can signify like different gang territories. It's like apparently in certain areas it can like be used to like mark uh, where like certain gangs distribute drugs. It can also apparently legend has it be used to mark where uh, someone died. <laughs> where are you going with so this, Scott? Dark. <laughs> but I'm going somewhere with it. Yeah, I was you, able you, to, better, you better go I was able to Listen, I was able to chime in. Yet. I was able to chime into this conversation and say, well, in the Disney Channel original movie Brink, mm. Val throws Gabriella's shoes onto a power line and she has to wear a dress so that's worse. all day on the first day. So that can also be something that it can also mean that the X blades were shaky. Was that I didn't feel myself laughing. That's because you were withdrawing when I said urban environment. <laughs> you instantly shut down. We are what, It's got getting the podcast that. in trouble. John, save us. John, save us. You're up. Because you got anything to uh, put us in the right oh, mindset? Oh, I'm ready. 
I could, I could. Let's see if I can find it. Of course, I'm. You, guys, this is the third you know week in a row. I missed something. You, you know, we didn't just go over these notes five minutes ago. Yeah, well, I still can miss them. Don't do them in succession. I haven't heard them yet. Here we go. Scott, what's that doing in your your brain space over there? You know what's weird is literally when I was passing at Easter, Easter just passed, and when I was passing a plate of ham, I literally was hearkening back to the Halo chant when I was passing the ham as if it was sacred. <laughs> and so this is super topical for me and my fam. Uh, I like that. I so we'll get into it here in a little bit. I was not an Xbox boy. Um, so I didn't even I didn't play Halo until much later in mm. life. Um, but I definitely even though I had not played Halo 100 percent, like could have identified that chant when the game was popular because it was always echoing around the dorm. Different than Scott. I was literally physically, emotionally, spiritually <laughs> transported back. In time. <laughs> you were on the home screen. I was I was there. I could see it. The logo is deep ingrained in my brain. Mm-hmm. I could, I can hear the double kill, triple kill, <laughs> overkill. I can. can hear you, and it then all. you hear some swearing as well when that happens to you. <laughs> oh, when it happens to me, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that that's a breaker. But yeah, that takes that takes me places, JMO. That's good. Um, yeah, I think I think there are kind of some like iconic games that all of us. This may be like one of the few topics where we are all kind of aligned on, or all have like similar mm. experiences. But yeah, Halo, especially the early ones, there was a lot of time put on those. Way too much time. Yeah, but even within video games, I think we had different different tastes in video games. Because I'm like first person shooter all day. That's like all I play. I When I was like early, like 64, I would play a lot of like sports games and and things like that. But but you guys are all into the or were into like the adventures and the links or no see it wasn't even called links the zeldas and and all that so so i think power sword see i don't even know what that is that's that an office reference yeah it's okay office reference okay now now i gotta know power sword well that's when um i'm trying to even remember i feel like uh jim is calling dwight a nerd and he's like because Dwight's talking about something and recalling some facts about Battlestar, and that's either either Jim or Michael's like trying to make fun of him, like twelve point power sword. <laughs> okay, essentially saying nerd. Also, uh, that's that's a little foreshadowing to episode seventeen when we're going to be talking about The Office. <laughs> oh, that's going to be a full season. Yeah, I'll Scott you guys might know it. every line of every. <laughs> Okay, so this is not the topic at hand, but this seems important to set up or to talk about. So there was a time where I was going to the office and I I can't remember if I was rewatching it or watching it for the first time, but I played a game with Scott the entire time. I would literally this is no joke. I would literally take a picture and not even a good picture all the time (laughs) of stills from the episodes. And and sometimes they were identifying like. You know, maybe prison Mike's wearing his headband or something like that. Ooh, okay, that's yeah. that's clear what that is. But literally, sometimes they were just picked. It was just a still shot 
of Dwight or whatever. And Scott would know the episode, what was happening during it, and occasionally the episode title. It was it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. That and Seinfeld. Back to video games, JMO. Get us back. Yeah. Well, so one other thing on that, when we work together, I would always there I mean, there's some shows that I've seen a lot, and I've seen a lot of The Office, but I would always try and like quote I'd, I would say some quote and I'd get it like 90% there. And Scott would be like, <laughs> and then actually it's this, and he would say it exactly. <laughs> oh, it's always like, oh my gosh. God, what a jerk. I sound like Such a total jerk in that instance. <laughs> hey, that's neat, JMO. That's cute that you tried. <laughs> Anyways, okay. BK, you're kind of touching on it, but let's let's start with favorite video game ever. Okay. So I I won't go first. I will introduce first that I'm going to cover multiple games. I'm going to hit a little a little bit on a, on my early systems. And it's not because I can't choose a favorite game ever, but it's just because I gotta, I'd got i be remiss to not allow some of these games to be chatted about. So I won't go first if that's helpful. Um, if you want me to go through my list, I can. See, part of me wants to make you pick just one. At the, I tell you what, I will cover these. There's only three. And I will, at the end, pick my favorite of those three. Okay. So All right, BK, you're up. What's funny is Scott and I hadn't compared notes, but I'm in a similar boat because I, and one is sort of becoming retro at this point, but I, there was like, okay, what was my favorite game growing up as a kid? And then what was my favorite game? Like as a college kid, because I played a ton of games in college. And so my favorite game as a kid was super Mario world. It, it was like Mm -hmm. a a near perfect game to me. And there was like, yeah, super Nintendo, super Mario world. Dude, it was unbelievably good. Um, just the multi-worlds, the you know the different Mario's you could use, the graphics, everything. The music was unbelievable. So that was like my retro. So, so I think it's probably important to even to like. I think there are very impactful decisions that parents make in a kid's life, and I think some of them are like, you know, what sports they sign them up for, what friends they allow them to hang out with. You know what, where they choose to maybe uh, raise their children. But one of the more important things is also what gaming system you roll with. Mm. And at each juncture, listen, no shade of my parents. They did the best they could with the information at hand. But I want to say they may have chosen wrong because we were we were a Sega family and and a PlayStation family, not a Nintendo 64 family. And so do I have favorites from those systems? Yes. But when I went to my friends' houses, did I only want to play Super Mario World or play Mario 64 or any of the GoldenEye? Oh, my gosh. Yes. I was missing out so hard. So I kind of said earlier, but like GoldenEye is what got me into like the multiplayer uh, first person shooter. And from there, this actually transitions well into what my like I would call my more modern like favorite game. And it's, I mean, I think I was playing it in like 2008, nine. I can't remember. Specifically. Is it Fortnite? It's not Fortnite. It's not <laughs> Is Fortnite. it retro Fortnite? <laughs> it was retro Fortnite before the DLC. Uh, but I, but it was uh call, call of duty, modern warfare two. That game, is if there was one game that could be remastered, I 100% without a doubt would pick that game. It is unbelievably fun. That is the game where my night vision goggles story comes in. And I'll oh, save that for. Yeah, that's got to get shared. So that's probably another podcast. But I've probably laughed so hard that I've cried maybe five times in my life. 
Yeah. And that that was one of the hardest. Uh, oh man, this is this is a teaser out of tease, but it is this is almost no, this is no exaggeration. It's literally my favorite story Scott shared ever. <laughs> yes, and and no, okay. I'll say and you got to when we get to this, you got to build it up with the prank story before it because like you right, put right, him in right. a prank mindset and then yep. you hit him with that. Yep. Skull, stay yep. to people. Yeah, so right. BK, you're talking about Call of Duty. That's interesting because I never made the Halo to Call of Duty jump. And like Halo was huge, like mm. big. And then Call of Duty came out and a lot of people switched over. Mm. And something about, because like in Halo, you have a shield, you have life. Um, in Call of Duty, like if you if you jump from Halo, which you, like I was very good at Halo. And if you jump straight into Call of Duty, you can just, you just die in like one hit. And I, that just, I don't know, for some reason that never worked for me. And I could never get into it because it's like, oh, I've run up dead. So the, okay, back dead. The, There's like no feedback you're just dead the two <laughs> the the two games that i've i've probably been better at than any other game and was like had way more fun playing than any other game was halo and call of duty and for me the biggest reason i made the switch was uh, a couple of things one is call of duty was like the first game really to have like the building kill streaks and like being able to basically take like for those who haven't maybe game very much, basically when you would get kills, you would unlock mm. certain mechanics to be able to like get even more kills. And so, you know, a Halo game I might have, I can't even remember anymore. If, if 15 to 20 kills, I'm feeling pretty saucy. I could play Call of Duty and get 30 or 40 kills. And so you just like you feel insane. And then the second thing is there's like a there's a there was like a a a there was a ranking system in halo and i actually like the ranking system better but there was like this um grinding part in call of duty where halo was like you're the same guy every single time you're gonna jump into whatever game mode call of duty had a bit of like a a grind to it which i loved because you because you could prestige and like you lost all your stuff and you had to like get it again but you like had a different was it armor or emblem or something yeah i would say what's funny is Call of Duty didn't end up in my favorite uh, my favorite list, but it's probably the game that I p- have put the most hours in on Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. I mean, just the sheer amount of like that game that I played. But for some reason, it didn't make it in my list, and probably because I th- it was very much in my adulthood, like, uh, you know, graduated college era. Hey, what's up? I'm old enough now to have uh, graduated college and have been Modern Warfare 2 and y'all were in diapers. Um, but <laughs> so I think that like video games, when I think of them, I just naturally uh, think of like that childlike enjoyment that I had from a lot of them. And so Modern Warfare 2 didn't quite make it on that list. So we make fun of Scott for being older, but Scott, you, we were a few years behind you. And I remember Call of Duty came out or Modern Warfare 2 came out when we were in college, but what for you was like the game in college? Hmm. Um, <clears throat> so it depends. Probably we played a ton of Madden. So like Madden, mm. it was like the, we go get it every year, even though nothing changed. You got to get that fresh soundtrack. We going to have what, what outcast song <laughs> is it this year? Um, but also, and this was <laughs> dumb, but uh rock band guitar hero, that was a very big, thing when I was like later in college, like to the point we'd be like, let's go out on Friday night. Cool. First come over, we'll play some guitar hero and then never leave. <laughs> and that was like, we, we would just <laughs> jam so much on some ACDC that we would not go out and we'd just stay in. 
Okay, so I think, so I'm glad I, I actually get to talk to both of you about this because this will not surprise you, you two, people that know me, but I never got into the sports games. Mm-hmm. Um, what? So what did you like about those games? That was so fun because I know people, you know, like the there's like an arcade version of some basketball one. It's like two on two. Yeah, and it's like I can see like oh yeah, you're, it's like a little arcade thing. Mm-hmm. But like what what was so drawing about the sports games? Because you're pushing like two buttons, right? I mean, on the PlayStation, it was. I mean, you had the full array of R one, R two. You know what I mean? Like you're calling you're calling audibles and your hot routes and all that kind of stuff. So there was definitely like a strategy piece to it. Like, just like, I mean, if you get into the minutia of actual sports, it isn't just, you know, big dudes crashing big bodies, but it is like, there's some, you know, some strategy going on of what type of play they're running, you know, how they're trying to deceive the other team and the other teams also trying to counter that strategy by trying to deceive or trying to mask what they're doing. And so it is a little bit of that, of like trying to outwit your, you know, your opponent. Well, and and I definitely think it would be really, really hard to be into a sports game if you're not at least moderately uh, excited about like football mm. or basketball or whatever. Um, and, and I wasn't even overly at the time in college. I wasn't probably overly excited about sports. I mean, I liked them. I like my school sports and stuff, um, but didn't have the knowledge I guess I have of sports now. But it was, I think, yeah, it was everything Scott said. And and also by the time Xbox and PlayStation and things like that came around, they were they were way more involved than, you know, like Tecmo Bowl or any sports game on Nintendo mm-hmm. or whatever. That makes sense. I mean, for me, like every time I'd play, I really only played once with my friend and his brother who was like nine years older. And so it just like crushed us. But it was always like I could never, in those games, I, I always like, can't pass it to the person i want to or like my Mm. my dudes like running around over here and everyone like the play is happening on the other side that's me with baseball games i and i didn't grow up playing baseball at all and i feel that way anytime i play a baseball game because i don't i have no clue of any of the subtlety of the sport another baseball and so i'm so (laughs) so it's like soccer and basketball well they, they have it for all of them they've got rugby Hockey. I mean, they've Hockey got, had a great game. NHL. Oh, I'll get into that, baby. Don't worry. Don't spoiler alert my <laughs> list. Um, but with baseball, I felt that same way where it was like, I'm trying to throw to second and I throw home. So the guy runs to third and I throw to second and he runs home and I throw to my pitcher and I'm like, Bleep! <laughs> like on every play, they're getting a home run because I can't quite like well, nail down what what's, what's really interesting and, and, and even especially now with um, the games and how intricate they are having real life knowledge real life knowledge of like uh, certain defenses to call and certain plays to call and when to call those like plays like there is a video game element to it so there's things that will definitely Mm -hmm. work in the video game that won't actually work in real life aka i go for two every single time i never kick a field goal i that's the steelers they do it (laughs) like so there's there's like there's things like that that are in the video game but there's like real live like having real live knowledge uh, on football or basketball or whatever, like it's fun to try to outsmart your, your friends with. Well, I'll, I'll say it's John. I know we'll probably talk about some of these types of games in a minute, but like they've started to introduce elements of uh, like what, what you would find in Pokemon trading card and Yu-Gi-Oh trading card games in um, like you actually get packs of, 
uh, cards and you like start with a base team and then you earn credits that you can buy cards or you get like a pack a week and it's random deal, you know, where it's like there's like rarities and there's like the best players. You can unlock them. There's a marketplace where you can, you know, buy, sell, trade the cards that you've opened to try and upgrade your team. And it's like it's it's a big deal. And I even like I'll just shout out to FIFA. FIFA somehow is like it is a game that is played across like all sports fans. So like when we went, we were walking through the OSU locker room not that long ago for like a work project and they were, the football players were playing FIFA. Um, We were doing a project with a local NBA team. I won't name drop it, but you can figure it out. They, we like had to like shut down early on a shoot day because they're like, Hey, they're bringing in some kids to play FIFA with the thunder. Like the thunder players were going to be playing FIFA with some like kids from a, a school nearby. So like, for whatever reason, I don't know how to, I don't know like what it is about it. If it's like the simpleness of soccer, whether you're not calling plays, you're not, you know what I mean? It's just this like constant flow. Um, but that's that one in general has like, it's like all across hmm. the globe. So you, it's funny you mentioned that some of these games have been out now, like longer than kids have been alive <laughs> because it was, mm. so I grew up playing a lot of various types of games, definitely liked, um you know the rpg style adventure like any of that kind of stuff but i played a lot of first person shooters and i think one of my i should not be so proud of this but one of my proudest moments is we were at a friend's house (laughs) who had young kids kids were like i don't know 10 to 12 or whatever and they had some star wars i think maybe it was battlefront they had some new version of star wars that was a first person shooter and this kid was talking so much trash to me and my brother-in-law. Just like, oh, I'm going to school you guys. I'm going to beat you so bad. And we crushed him. And I'd never played the game ever <laughs> in my life. And I was like, son, I've been playing first-person shooters longer than you've been alive. And it just felt it felt way better than it should to just be like, haven't played first-person shooter in 10 years and just crush this kid. <laughs> it was equivalent of the Billy Madison dodgeball scene, but in a first-person shooter. He's just crushing folks (laughs) well and that's that's part of what is is so interesting to me so there's there's like different one of the things that you'll hear in relation to video games is a term called pvp so player versus player so Mm -hmm. part of the reason like i don't like zelda or i don't like like halo for example is a great example i was really really good at the multiplayer version so i'm playing the pvp part of halo so there's two parts to halo there was the the like the competitive uh pvp stuff and then there was like the adventure or the campaign mode is what they call it and i hated the campaign i never played it Hmm. like i would start it and i would play for like an hour maybe and then i would get so bored of it and there was just something about playing against other real people and competing against those real people like that when you when, when you would beat a computer, there was some satisfaction there for me at least. But when I would beat like another team of real people, like I loved mm-hmm. it. I loved it. And some of it's just I'm overly competitive with things. But um, yeah, I loved any game, any game that had like a, a PvP element to it. I'm definitely both. Um, I started with Halo with the campaign and it was a really good campaign. That was so it's kind of funny. I was a few years ago. um my wife had a knee surgery and was like going to be down for a couple of days. And so um, I wheeled in like the Super Nintendo that we had and 
played Super Mario World B-Kit. By the way, did you know did you mm. know you can fly with the cape? Yes. Like, but like fly you, you, forever. <laughs> like you don't have to go back um, down. Oh. You need to go yeah, look this up because it will blow your okay. mind. Anyways. Okay. And so, but she was surprised because I was, you know, I got this thing out and then I started playing like some other games <laughs> since it was out and I saw it. But she was like surprised. She's like, oh, video games have a story. It's like, that was like a novel concept because <laughs> mm. she didn't grow up playing it. And to me, it was like, yeah, that's like before we had amazing graphics, amazing like interactions with games, like you played it for the story, right? Like there obviously there are other things, but like you played, you know, Legend of Zelda for the story, even though the gameplay was fun, but like the stories to me, like were as good as books, as good as movies, because that's like all they had to work with. Like that was the, like when you have 8-bit graphics, you can only make it look so good. Well, and and I've heard people uh, say before, like the reason that they love it is because it's the same reason you love a movie or you love a book, except for you have even more control over the story. Like you are the main character. Um, and, and I, I get that, I guess from a like uh fundamental point of view, but, but I never fully bought in, but you guys would, would probably have more to say on that. So John was your, was your favorite game specifically Halo? Oh, well, yeah. So that's, that's a good question. So the one that always stands out to me in my mind is Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Mm-hmm. So Nintendo 64. Yep. Um, I feel like that game, like that game showed us what open world quest games could be. Mm. And I'm sure there were others before that, you know, like, I mean, on Super Nintendo, even the earlier Zeldas. But I mean, that one, like it was the graphics had just evolved enough on the 64 to where it was like you're dealing with 3d like you have this massive world you can explore like the music is now a lot better you have these nice orchestral scores the the story was great and that that to me like i think is just the best game of all time like had so many different pieces it had like early achievements or collectibles like all these little things that are in all these other games today right um that yeah that's just my favorite that's so like that's what I'm talking about when I'm saying my parents they they unknowingly robbed me of Ocarina of Time Ooh. because I skipped right past it and t- not until like much later until someone was telling me like that was their favorite game of all time and I still like I haven't got to play it but I would like love to work my way through it just because I I mean I have read up on it and I've seen some videos and stuff of it and I'm like man just I feel like I would have been lost in that world. Jamo, sure. what's the new there's a new Zelda for Switch? If I heard the name, I would know. The Wind of Something? Uh, oh, no. it, it's maybe even more. It's maybe not the newest one, but it's like the the popular one. Uh, yeah. So I Breath of the yes. Wild. Yes. yes, that's it. So I've heard amazing things. about. So that. that's what I heard. Me too. And I, I, I legitimately I tried. I, a buddy of mine was selling it for cheap. And I said, hey, let me see. Can I get it on Lind? Like in the past, I haven't really liked these. Let me have it for the weekend and try to play it. So I played it for the weekend and I probably, I didn't put a ton of time in admittedly, but I probably put in like two and a half, three hours and I literally hated it. Like I couldn't, <gasps> I couldn't get into it. And, and I think it's just that I still have that. And we'll probably talk about it here in a little bit, but I still have that same drive for like PVP. Like, I don't care about your story. You're wanting to go. Yeah. I just want to compete. Huh. 
So I I have almost bought a Switch at times just to play that game because I've heard such great things about it. For me, so I grew up loving both like PvE, PvP, PvE being player versus environment. So like the campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like every video game person, I've had my own stints of playing WoW, World of Warcraft. I so say you never <laughs> truly quit WoW. You just take breaks, like breaks. Maybe <laughs> You'll return. Years at a time could be 10 years at a time, but you're just taking a break. You'll come back eventually. But so that game burned me out like that broke something in my brain to where I cannot grind in a game. Mm. If there's repetitive action to get towards a goal, like it's actually kind of amazing because I've realized in many other places in my life where I'm not enjoying this action. I'm wanting to get to this place where I will enjoy it. And that just like broke something inside of me to where I cannot do that. So I do wonder if I did jump into another Zelda, if I would enjoy it or if it would feel, I think it depends on the game, but if it feels like grinding, like I would be out. Hmm. Well, there's, there's another bizarre, the, oops, there's a, there's another bizarre type of, uh, not, not bizarre. That's not the right word, but there is a different type of game that I do really get into, which is puzzles. And I, I don't know it's, it's, so it's not player versus player. It's, it's me versus the computer. But there are some games like, have you guys ever heard? This is like an old game. I'm trying to even remember what system it was on. I think Nintendo 64 ties into episode one. It was like Pokemon. Are you trolling me right now? I'm being dead serious. It was a puzzler and it was Pokemon themed. You have to be trolling me. Scott is grinning so wide right now. I promise you I'm I'm not. It was was incredible because it had a game mode in it. There was like the classic like Tetrisy type game. But then there was a, a puzzle. Let me pause for a second. No, I don't. I don't. I no, don't no, we're not reason past second. it because I you're telling wanna... me that we've in the past been like, you ever had any experience with Pokemon? And you're like, not me. But all the while you had this in like very real crossover with John and one of his favorite okay, games. This, let me get in here because so Pokemon Puzzle League is the yes. game you're thinking of. I have it. <laughs> it's amazing. It's incredible. But there's um, only one game mode I that's thought, incredible in it. And it's the one where you have like a limited. The versus. Uh, I don't know if that's it. It's the one where you have a limited number of turns and you have to like. Oh, yeah. yeah the puzzle That's mode. incredible. That game mode is unbelievably cool. So I thought you were trolling me because I could have sworn Scott had said this, but like I've basically. Let, let me back up a sec. James so when we work together right now. <laughs> yeah i thought for so, sure it was a no, troll so no, he said he's reeling from the realness of it when we when we used to work together our employer was very big on like personality tests like figuring out like what your strengths are what your weaknesses are so you can like internalize that and use that to like help improve yourself and your work right and kind of like if you do like your personality test they give you like a thing you're like the protector the leader the comforter whatever and mine was the life salesman so like if I think something is mm-hmm, amazing, mm-hmm. like I want to get you to do this. I've pestered both of you to read the Stormlight Archive because it's That's incredible. Right. And I've right. gotten like five other people. But so I would bring up this game all the time. And I, th- I thought it was Scott who had said like, he's like, oh, JMO, have you heard of a Pokemon? Like I thought Scott had gotten annoyed with me in the past that for just because you brought it up so much. Yeah. No, yes, and so I thought you were trolling. No I, even I thought, thought Scott. Because you've told me so many times so, about it. Yeah, I thought Scott. I will say this: there is a that would have been perfect, but a like seven year troll. (laughs) (laughs) Long story. Podcast. We can troll JMO episode three. (laughs) (laughs) So I, 
there's a decent it. chance that you have you have actually told me about the game or like said something about the game and I have just completely forgotten. But I it was it was super, super fun. I remember this is so random. I have memories of playing it with my mom. Like we would literally Oh my god. No, dude, you're I, 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 I want you, you to swear to me that you the grins that are being shared. I want you to swear to me you are not trolling right now. I, I could call my mom right now. Okay, buckle up, Beaket. Buckle up for this next fact <laughs> coming at in, you. baby. The only game my mom has ever played with me is that, that game. Is so I'm dead literally, serious. my mom, my mom played two games with me growing up. My mom is, I mean, it was whatever the farthest from a gamer could possibly be, but she played. Do we have the same played, mom? She we related too far in the world. <laughs> yep. And she played that Pokemon puzzle game with me. For real. So oh, let me man. let me date myself real quick. The only game that my mom played with me was Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers on the NES, and she hated it because I would kill her right away because she was too slow, <laughs> and the screen would kill her, and I would never oh, wait classic. for her. But I always wanted her to come play with me and then kill off <laughs> Dale right away. Oh, that's so- <laughs> also, God, that game was very good. I got to get my hands on it. That was a... Uh, I don't know that I played oh, that. I didn't play that. It so, was fun. The puzzle league was really fun because it was like so it was like Tetris, except in regular Tetris, like you're playing each other and you're playing right. against yourself, right. right? In this one, every time you'd make a match, like three in a row, four in a row, there would be like a slight hesitation in the game. I don't know if this is intentional or if it was just like too like computationally complex. And so you had like a fraction of a second where you could move another block or you could move over and go down real quick and shift a row to where when it fell it would combo and then you'd have another fraction of a second and then a combo again and combo again. And the more times you put this together, it would send this like, if you did it a lot, it would send this like house of bricks mm. on the other person's mm-hmm. side and they had to make a out. match against it to clear it out. And Only so breaking their strategy. It, it was Pokemon theme. So every time like first it'd be like, and then, but every time it would get like, like this crazy sound. And then it's just like, boom, it would hit your side. Might need to I don't know. This. For some reason, my mom loved enjoy, that. I also enjoy puzzlers. Tetris especially is, is a right. jam for me. Get off your podcast right now and come over. Hey, everybody. Uh, real quick, we're going to take a quick break from the podcast. Uh, ad break for <laughs> Tetris and Pokemon Puzzle Play League. some Puzzle League. <laughs> um, do you guys mind if I dip my toe into yes, my, tell us your, my list? Is mine yeah, or, you guys favorite. are like so much cooler games than my list. Um. Okay, so I started on the NES. I'm going to cover three systems, NES, Sega, and the PS1. Ooh, uh, what? 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 Yeah. What did your parents Ancient. Let me, let me dust off my list. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, that was dumb. Uh, Metroid, have you heard of it? The original mm. oh, yeah. platformer for NES the, Metroid. It turned into a first-person shooter much later, but that's the, not what The I'm reason I've about. heard of it is because yeah. of Scott Lesser. Life salesman alert. Um, Metroid. So all of these games, I, I could like turn them on and play them right now. Like not go to work tomorrow, try and beat them level of just like love them. Um, mm-hmm. Why? I think why I love. So this was like one of the first games. So, you know, like Mario was very linear in story. So like, you know, you just progress um, across the screen and go down the tunnel into the next world out of tunnel, up a world. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so like Metroid was very open world. And what I love about it also, like back in the day that you just got like dropped into these games. There was no like 
here's how your here's how your weapons work. Here's the story. Here's how you you know what I mean like you're just like figuring it out as you go. Um, but Metroid was like this like very 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 discovery based solitary game. So like you just get dropped in and you're cruising around and there's no clue of what to do. Like there's no <laughs> like go find a boss. There's no like upgrade your weapons. There's none of that. You literally are just like, cool, I'm going to go to the right. Oh, here's this little blue thing. What happens if I shoot it? Oh, it's a door. I cruise through it. Whoa, I'm in a totally different colored world now. And the music has changed. That's another part. The soundtrack is one of the best soundtracks of all time. Like I will listen to it to work to it. It's so good. Um, this is um, this is <laughs> a good little uh, break in Scott's story. So JMO and Scott do something and I can't compute, which is... They mm-hmm. listen to more soundtracks and movie soundtracks, mm-hmm. game soundtracks. Like that is like their jam. And I could not be. If you turn on the social network, I'm going to, I'm going to get to so work. I, I could <laughs> not be more different than them. And that like, like that is, I am trying to think of like horribly boring things. I would rather listen to country music. I don't know. Like I, <laughs> Those are my least favorite. Anyway, Scott, you may continue. That's so surprising. Okay. So Metroid, just the the discovery part of it, if you would go to these rooms and you would like, you just, okay, here's a red door. Oh, I can't shoot it. Why can't I shoot it? Well, you didn't know it, but you had to upgrade and get missiles. And then later you would just like happen to try it with missiles. And you're like, oh, missiles would do it. And it was totally this game that I remember like at school sharing information with friends and then (laughs) being like, have you got to this room? It looks like this. There's these crazy guys. They're flying around. It's like, I haven't even been there. Like, how much of this game have I not even seen yet? And I remember like drawing maps to try and keep track of very much where I was going. So that game to me, I probably, if I had to just call it now was my favorite one. Um, so what's funny time. is some of the things but, that you loved about that. I, I'm actually really surprised I didn't get into that because a lot of what you described is, is the same reason I loved super Mario world and super Mario world. Wasn't quite as, um, it didn't quite have the like you have to have this to unlock this, but there was definitely elements mm. like you couldn't get to certain parts in the game uh, or like you couldn't unlock secret worlds or get to the star world without like certain keys or certain blocks. Right, um, right, right. Well, and even secret worlds. That was just, like one of my favorite parts was you could at some point upgrade your your weaponry to have bombs and you can like turn into a little ball and drop bombs to blow up enemies. Well, you're just cruising through dropping bombs to blow up an enemy and all of a sudden it, a bomb blows up and the floor below it disappears. And you're like, oh, oops, glitch. What is that? And you like drop through into a world you didn't even know was possible. And so it was like this constant just like these layers of discovery. There was even like one of those holes that you could fall in. You couldn't get out. You're just done. Like that was it. You had to like restart the game because you like fell into a trap essentially. And it was this game where guys, you remember when games did this, there was no save state, but there were like passwords. So you'd put in the password. The passwords were like hieroglyphic. So like all the letters looked alike, like an O and a zero and an I and a one. And you know what I'm saying? Like everything was like, so you would write down this password for like, I've been playing for, the entire Saturday and you would write down this password and you would come back to play it on another day and it'd be like, uh-uh. like that's not a real <laughs> password. And it's like, Oh no, I've transposed something in here. Like this two was a Z maybe. Let me try that. Uh-uh. No. And it, I'm talking, it's like 30 characters long. 
So it was like so, <laughs> so frustrating. So okay, is this on the NES or the SNES? NES. Okay, NES. I don't know that I've so I my first system was the Super okay. Nintendo. And let so me, I played Super Metroid. Let me I guess. This was the ending to this game was the first like twist ending that I even knew as a kid. Oh, I was like, Scott. whoa, twist ending. She the the main character, Samus Aaron, is a woman. So like if you beat and it's also had this that didn't even learn till much later in life. But like if you beat it with like certain like criteria of like a time limit or if you didn't die or whatever, you would get different endings. And so like if you did certain things well enough, Samus would take off her helmet and like flip her pixelated hair and you would get your mind blown as a kid because you were like, that was like, there weren't heroines at this point really. Um, and it was like, what I've been playing as a woman this whole time. Like, and it was such a twist ending. It was very, very, Scott, very cool. Tell me um, when I went too hard on that. Tell one. Sorry, me when <laughs> I learned that Samus was the main character in Metroid. Just now, just now. You thought Metroid kind of like kind of like I Zelda. Think so. I think so. <laughs> I just, Zelda. <laughs> uh, and also tell me where I learned about the character Samus. Super Smash Bros. Super Smash oh, Brothers. Yeah, for That's, sure. Man, we could talk about that for a long so Smash time. Bros. So, so thirty-seven Super Scott. Smash Brothers. <laughs> this is now a video game podcast. <laughs> So I know Scott, I almost I'm like just let me rage on some Mega Scott's Man two for a minute. That was a close day. Scott is on one of three. <laughs> <laughs> one of three. The other ones I'll make short. NHL ninety four for the Sega, and here is why. It is wah, wah. it is the best sports game of all time. JMO, get this. There is a fan site. People are still playing. There's an NHL ninety four league. People are still playing and posting on the forum. Like as recent as last week, they're playing games. So, like. The, the commitment to that game, but that game had so much like it introduced. I'm going to go a little bit nerd on it, but one timers. So it was like you could pass and shoot instantly. Um, you could fight. You could knock out the other player. If you hit him hard enough, he would be out cold and miss games like he would be out for the game. <laughs> like this was like pre Mortal Kombat, you guys. So this is like, whoa, did that guy was there blood on the on the ice? Like you could shoot a puck hard enough that it would break the glass and go into the crowd. It was like they, they just the level of detail of stuff like that fans would come down and like bang on the glass. Like just there was like so much little stuff. Every stadium had its own like unique flair of like music, like pipe organ music that was like I can hear it to this day. Heart for Whaler shout out. Uh, so anyways, that Angel Night 4 and Sega and Metal Gear Solid on the PlayStation is like such a complete game such a like was i mean it was mind-blowing to me playing it like we got the demo back do you guys remember getting demo cds so we like yeah got playstation magazine Those came with came the with playstation a demo. right you got like the wave yeah, and with the playstation oh, yeah like, warhawk was like one of the ones it's or something transported me again <laughs> <laughs> demo so discs good. baby so we got it as a demo disc Metal Gear Solid was on there and it was only like if you ever played the game, but you like start in this warehouse in the Arctic or something of that sort. And you're trying to like sneak just past this one floor. But like the game, we essentially stopped playing my brother and I all other games. We just played that demo and we would like challenge each other for like 
can you sneak around and get to this spot and, and, you know, knock out this guy, but don't kill him and then get over to, you know what I mean? Like we like make up <laughs> new challenges for that one little part of it. And when the game finally came out, it like completely lived up to the like amount of the demo that we played. Like it just, it was just an incredible game. I don't really know how to like explain what, like it was just different, like set apart in the espionage type of stuff. Like there'd been, I'd played other, you know, sneaking games, but the way that this one done was done was like, I was absorbed with trying to like sneak through levels and not get caught. Cause you can always just like go rogue, you know, use your tranquilizer, knockout guys, etc. But I was always consumed with like sneaking, dragging guys around, knocking on a door and then running to the other side. Like it just, it was <laughs> so you lightly game. touched on something. And what's funny uh, is there's something I did as a kid that I continued as a college person that I have literally continued with Scott, which is like there becomes a point where you get either so good at a game or a game has so much to offer that you start just introducing like games within games. So you have yes. the game, but then you're like, that's not enough. I need more game. And so good examples are like when in college and Scott, this is where Scott and I actually do a version of this. Um, still literally still today, we do a version of this where when we play sports games, like, you do things where like your teams, like you put all the, you, you draft teams for your opponent. So you're like putting team names uh -huh. down for like your opponent and you're pulling, pulling them out. Uh -huh. Or like with, with Halo, you could do, you know, like pistols only or whatever. And you just like, or with Fortnite now, like you try to win games of Fortnite with no, getting no kills, like just making it to the end of the game. Um, but anyway, it's, you talked about it with your brother. When you you reminded me just then, another reason I loved NHL ninety four, it was it was so popular within my like friend group that like in our neighborhood. On I remember on weekends we would have 10, 12 kids. We would come over, we would draw names out of the hat. My dad would like draw up a bracket and we would play like an actual tournament <laughs> for it. And we were all like uber dominant at it like legitimately like 99% of the time if I get the puck with my center forward like I'm gonna score in an NHL 94 like I was just like that adept at like like I can close my eyes and just like I can move the like triple deakness that I would do every time to like score and I still can do it I like I I could pick it up right now and still do it as like that ingrained muscle memory wise but like super fond memories of just like you know, summer days running around playing some video games, you know, wait, like we go outside and just goof around while we waited on our game. It just good times, good times. Yeah. So my friends, so you, we talked earlier about like the college game, the college game for us was halo three and we got really good at it, but it was like that game. It was so fun. I mean, it was a great game, but it also had, you had like the map builder. Do you remember that? Mm -mm. You could build your own map, put walls, you could put, um boosters you could put bombs like you could make you could make your entire map however you wanted it and it also had like it was one of the first games to like record stuff and so some of the most fun we had was just like watching these clips of like the most ridiculous things that would happen in the game and so like for example like you play halo if you if you came up behind somebody in halo and you hit them it would kill them instantly it would assassinate them and so like I remember one time I was playing this game 
you know, pretty competitively. Like we were, we were into it. And this guy spawns right behind me and just assassinates me. And, and I remember just being so mad that the, like the, like the game had robbed me, like spawned behind me, killed me instantly. Or uh, my friend would get like, grenades weren't supposed to kill you. They're supposed to take your shield off, but like one landed exactly under him and it killed him. We got it on video, but it's just stuff like that where we would just find all these like ridiculous things that would happen or we'd make these like ridiculous maps and just spend hours upon hours playing them or like, okay, so did you ever play with the settings in Halo? BK, you Mm -hmm. talked about custom games. So you could turn the gravity all the way down and the speed all the way up and give everyone like pistols and so if you like ran and jumped, you would just fly through the air. And so you could have these like slow motion, like pistol battles, basically, as you're like zooming sick. past each other in the air. It was so much fun. Okay, we're going to have a game night after this. This is decided. Oh, I'm bringing Metroid. Can I? So yeah, the, the, bring them all. the game that I got really heavy into customs and this could not be more random or like custom courses and stuff was I can't remember specifically what Tony Hawk it was, maybe like Tony Hawk 3 or something like that where they started where you could like start building your own courses. And it's the, like, I don't, I love playing other people's custom stuff. Um, but like that Tony Hawk, I remember spending just hours and hours and hours building like wacky, crazy courses and stuff like that. I never even like, so going all the way back to like excite bike, you guys like that, had the like course creation tool <laughs> i never even same thing with roller coaster tycoon oh, you guys ever play that's like if i had to pick if i had to pick like non uh you know console based that are like the sims but roller coaster tycoon i would spend so much time trying to make a custom coaster and then it would i just always underwhelm with like what i built and i would it would be like too fast or too slow and people wouldn't get in line for it. And I was like, eh, and just delete it and get super frustrated. And just put in the classic wooden coaster. Like, here you go. You little weasels get what you want. What, what <laughs> that style original. of game called? Because, uh, there's another, and not even that style. I just mean like old computer games, I guess is basically what I'm saying. But there was, what is the, the greatest piece, like old PC game of all time. I think you guys can can guess it. I mean, Spoiler. Uh, Duke Nukem <laughs> Wolfenstein. Like, it's in the it's in was, the I mean, roller coaster like, tycoon. Here's a here's a hint. It's called Ages of Empire. I never played it. Oh, Dude, because I didn't know you even know about Are you that? guys having so much game crossover that it's <laughs> mind blowing? We we could have been friends because we would have been like. I thought you would have punked no, me in I high was, school. We could have so I, and we've kind of joked about this before. I was I was like a hidden nerd, so I was very, very, very like nerdy, but didn't. I guess I didn't like talk about it or do much with it, uh, or say too much to my friends about it. But like some of my like closest friends, we dude, we gamed hard. Okay, so apparently just talking about old games <laughs> unravels all three of us <laughs> instantly. Just give so, me the mic. Uh, we are approaching an hour in. So what do we think about picking this up next time? Um, there's, <laughs> this is point one of our six things that we have listed here. Um, We're doing that. I, I was wanting to get into like, <laughs> I was wanting to get into like I the struggle of 
all this pent up <laughs> video game angst we have and being an adult where you <laughs> cannot relieve it. <laughs> so, um, some of us have figured it out, JMO. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about your, your, uh, stream daddy BK <laughs> thing you got going on. Um, mm, teaser. I mean, yeah. So what do we, what do you think about picking this up next time? A little TBD. I'm all in as long as, as long as I can talk more Metroid. Because I just was scratching the surface on some of the Metroids. <laughs> so a, a little peek behind the scenes. So I was queued up for next, our next episode to talk about mm-hmm. our thing. And here Scott and JMO go once again. <laughs> Stepping on, Stepping on me. But I am in full agreement, JMO. Full agreement. Cool. So you know what that means? Oh, I'm almost there, guys. I was like, <laughs> I was like, actually on my way this time. I know, I saw you, and that's why I cut it real fast. Yeah, I was, I was, I was ready, but with that perfectly smooth transition. Coming real, it's the next episode. Episode. Yeah, this has been definitely a good thing we do every time. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll pick this up next week. Um, I think it's interesting. I feel like even video games have changed in the public opinion and stuff a lot in the past five, 10 years. And so much. I want to, so much. I want to unpack that a little bit. Yeah. And I, I, I'll give a little something that we were like going to talk about and we can definitely talk about next time is kind of that whole, like not just like game video games and their impact on culture now, but even just like, like being a, being into video games had like a certain, uh, not nostalgia. What's the word I'm looking for? A, a certain, stigma. yeah, a certain stigma, and and even the types of games yeah. mm-hmm. that you you played had a certain stigma, and now just how different that is. So that'll be fun. Yeah, kids these days, it's too easy. Can't wait. Can't wait. It doesn't cost them anything. I'm already oh, I'm already railed up. We'll save it. We'll save it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're doing the next episode now. Episode. episode. <laughs> well, anyway, guys, thank you so much for being a part. It it uh, means a lot that even a few of you would listen. And as you guys continue to listen, and if you enjoy it and you're liking what you're hearing, be sure that you're following us on Twitter at We Used to Pod. That you email us if you have questions or uh, concerns. I don't know. That just feels like the right word after questions. You can email us at fans at we use to work together. And wherever you listen, be sure to drop that five star rating and leave us a nice little review. We might read it on the show sometime. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye.